And now may I present one of the most charming and talented members of Hollywood's younger generation, soon to be seen in The Wizard of Oz, MGM singing sensation Miss Judy Garland. It was like a breath of spring I heard a robin sing About her nest set apart All nature seemed to be In perfect harmony Sing when the strings are Hey everyone, this is Mindy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Old Time Radio. Next in our Judy Garland series is her appearance on Lux Radio Theater, broadcast on October 28, 1940. She actually appeared on this with Mickey Rooney, and they were doing a radio broadcast adaptation of their movie Strike Up the Band that was released that year. Just a few interesting things about Lux Radio Theater. It ran from 1934 to 1955. It was a huge success for NBC, and it actually transitioned into a TV show. It didn't last very long there in the mid-50s, but they, they switched it over and called it Lux Video Theater. It initially started as a radio adaptation of plays, but when it moved from New York to Hollywood, they switched it over to adaptations of movies, and they tried to get as many of the original stars of these movies as possible, and that meant paying up to $5,000 an appearance for those stars. Uh, As I said, Mickey and Judy were there to promote Strike Up the Band, released in 1940, and we talked about this movie a little bit and some of the interesting bits about that in the last broadcast. So I won't uh, spend a whole lot of time on it. The movie is presented in three acts, and there's a few songs, but it's mostly uh, a lot of dialogue, and I, I I thought it was so effective. I listened to this during a lunch, and it was such a nice break from kind of a boring training day that I had. I still haven't seen the movie, but I really enjoyed listening to the story play out in the radio format in kind of more fleshed out three-act presentation. And it makes me appreciate Mickey Rooney. I really didn't have much exposure to him. I was aware of his career and his child stardom. And of course, his relationship with Judy and their success together but I I I think he was unfortunately kind of seen as one of those um he's so iconic that he's almost kitschy and in this context I feel like I kind of understood why he was so famous to begin with he has a very effective way of delivering a line he's so exuberant just a real joy to listen to and he actually gives a speech uh, where he's telling his mother about his plans to be in the music business and he's trying to make her understand why it's so important to him and he said something that I thought was so moving he was basically saying that you know isn't music a way to heal people too it reminded me of a conversation that I had with a friend a couple of months ago I started a job in social work and it was my first this is my first position in that field and I I simply don't like it and I I like to think of myself as a giving person and a compassionate and empathetic person. So I thought this would be a good fit. And it turns out it's simply not. It was a struggle for me to even come to that realization until my friend told me that there's nothing wrong with wanting to help people and to make the world a better place. In fact, there's everything right with it. But there are so many ways to do that. And just because that way does not present itself to me in the role of social work doesn't mean that I can't go out and do 
other things that I find more enjoyment and fulfillment in. Simple, obvious, but necessary statement to make to me at that time. So I really kind of had an emotional reaction to his his Plato's mother to understand, and, and she eventually does, because how do you not uh, see the benefit of what he's wanting to do and the way he's presenting it? A few personal notes on Judy's life. She's actually had a breakup with band leader Artie Shaw at the beginning of 1940, but she's since met David Rose and began a relationship with him. He's a composer and would end up being her first husband uh, about a little less than a year later. So in the background, she's suffering a, a bit of an emotional time herself and is kind of navigating those love waters and working toward that first marriage. So not a whole lot more about her to talk about. Sometimes it kind of works out that way when we get into these episodes that kind of split right in before things start to heat up for her or, you know, not, not a whole lot to really get into as far as her personal life or career. Again, I, I enjoyed this format very much. I thought this was, I, I can see why this show was such a success for so long. So I, I hope you enjoy this presentation. Uh, thank you for indulging me in my personal comments. I really enjoy getting to know these, these entertainers better and these shows. It brings me a little bit of joy on days where I may not have that much. So I appreciate your indulging me that. And I certainly hope you continue enjoying this Judy Garland series. Lux presents Hollywood. Radio Theater brings you Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland in Strike Up the Band with John Scott Trotter. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. But ladies and gentlemen, because even though I'm in New York, our play comes to you from the stage of the Lux Radio Theater in Hollywood as usual. And rumor reaches me all the way across the country that the Lux Radio Theater was a far from quiet place this week. The rafters haven't been ringing, they've been shouting. And the reason is the two stars who are making their first appearance at our microphone tonight, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Wherever these two are concerned, there's a cheerful whirlwind of action, songs, and comedy. And that's the mood of our play tonight. It's Strike Up the Band, the new MGM picture starring Mickey and Judy, which is currently adding a new success to their record. In Strike Up the Band... Mickey goes into the music business and organizes a band, a dance orchestra, specializing in what I believe is known as jive. Judy is the singer in Mickey's orchestra who wishes that her hero would spend less time with his drums and more with her. And if some of you who have high school sons and daughters think you hear familiar scenes tonight, we'll consider that a tribute to the success of our play and stars. During my trip across the country with Gary Cooper traveling the trail of our Northwest Mounted Police, I talked to many of you and heard your comments about this theater. And I was interested in hearing from you the kind of plays you want. Of course, you will have to admit that you don't all agree on that. But on another subject, there was no disagreement whatever. That subject was Lux Toilet Soap. In every city, I heard the same welcome words of praise for our product. You gave me an even greater vision of what this theater means to you and a renewed feeling of pride in our product. I believe that loveliness is the essence of charm, and loveliness implies Lux Soap. As a matter of fact, a young lady who had traveled halfway across Illinois to go to the premiere of Northwest Mounted Police told me she'd go just as far to buy Lux Toilet Soap if she couldn't get it any nearer home, which, of course, she could. 
Now, with a twist of a switch, we take you back to the stage of the Lux Radio Theater in Hollywood, where my brother, William C. DeMille, is acting as producer this week. Bill, take over, will you? Well, I'll try. Ladies and gentlemen, the last time I went to bat for Cecil was about 30 years ago. He was starring in a play up in Canada. And believe it or not, he got the mumps. I rushed up and played the part for a week to keep the company going. And now tonight's company is ready to entertain you as the curtain rises on the first act of our play, starring Mickey Rooney as Jimmy Connors and Judy Garland as Mary Holden with John Scott Trotter as Paul Whiteman and Louis Silver's orchestra portraying the part of Paul Whiteman's orchestra. And now, Mr. Bandmaster, if you please, strike up the band. Ladies and gentlemen, the music you're now hearing comes from the gymnasium of Riverwood High School, where it is played flawlessly by the boys of the school band. Well, not quite flawlessly, for the boys have been wrestling with this tune for two hours, and they might be getting a little stale. Yes, they are stale. The tuba is weary, the trombone is bored, and on the traps, young Jimmy Connors beats out a sad tattoo. Even the bandmaster, a spinster music teacher, can find no joy in her chosen work. One and two and one and two and one and two and one and two and. No, no, no! Stop! 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 James Connors. Yes, ma'am. May I ask what that was supposed to be? Yes, ma'am. That was a break. I was. Taking the break on the cymbal. Jimmy Connors, this is not a swing orchestra, and you're not Cab Calloway. Yes, ma'am. How do you expect to give a band concert? Do you realize that... Oh, what's the use? You can all go home. Rehearsal dismissed. Boy, what a session. Yeah, you want to stick around, Phil? We can play some hot records. I'd like to, Jimmy, but the last time we did that, I didn't get home until 12. And my dad was pretty burned up. Oh, we're only practicing. Yeah, but my folks think I practice better at home. Anyway, Annie's waiting for me. Annie? <laughs> You're dead. Yeah. Be seeing you, Jimmy. All right. Hey, Booper, how about you? Would you like to try a little classical swing, huh? Can't do it, Jimmy. My family's out of sympathy with these late sessions we've been having. See you tomorrow, Jimmy. Okay. Yes, Mom, it's me. Are you just getting home? What time is it, dear? Uh, gosh, Mom, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of late. Must be close to 11. Our clock seems to be fast. Good night, Jimmy. Good night, Mom. You, Mary? How am I doing? Hey, hey, Mary, come here. I got something to tell you. Have you got an option on this gymnasium? This place is supposed to be for exercise. Oh, I got enough muscles. Look, Mary, you know, I don't go around steaming people up. Oh, no, of well, course not. You remember one time I told you that someday we're going to have a dance orchestra? Yes. Well, the dog is barking. What do you mean? Well, look at Mary, I've been thinking it over in my mind, and, well, a, 
fellow doesn't want to play in a broken-down brass band anymore. He gets tired of that. So instead of the school having a band that plays a concert once a year, we can have a swell modern dance orchestra. Got everything we need, a brass section, piano, reeds, and you. And... Me? Well, sure, you'd handle all the vocals. Oh, that sounds wonderful, Jimmy. It is wonderful. We could make our own arrangements and specialties and play for all the dances. Uh, say, do you think we could sell the idea to Mr. Judd? Mr. Judd, the principal? Oh, I thought the last time you saw uh, him... I... Yeah, 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 but I don't think he'd hold my past against me. This is something pretty big. Would you go down to see him with me? Say, say maybe tonight? Sure, Jimmy, I'll go. Oh, it's a date. What time? Oh, right after dinner. Say, 7 o'clock. I told Mother about the band, Jimmy. She thinks it's wonderful. Yeah? She says to tell you good luck with Mr. Judd. What'd your mother say? Uh, my mother? Well, oh, nothing. You see, I didn't tell her. You didn't tell her? Why? Well, I guess I'm afraid to. Afraid to tell your mother? Mary, it isn't as easy as you think. It's not just telling her that we're going to have a band. I've got to tell her, well, I've got to tell her that this is it. Music, it's my future. It's the thing I want most. Oh, she'd understand. No, I don't think she would. She wants me to be a doctor like Dad was. But, Mary, look at me. Do I look like a doctor? No, I guess you don't. And of course I don't, but ever since I can remember, she's always talked to me about it, and that's why she's been working in that store all these years for me. Well, Jimmy, are you sure you want to be a drummer? Mary, I was never more sure of anything in my life. Well, go to her and tell her that. She'll understand. Because she'll realize that your ambition is strong and sincere. Mothers are like that, Jimmy. Gee, uh, I, I never thought of it that way before, but, but you're right, Mary. Oh, you know, you're so wonderful. Gosh, it's a great <laughs> comfort to have somebody you can tell your troubles to. It. Oh, you always have such a wonderful way of putting me on the right track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you're, you're going to make some man a fine wife. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to envy the guy that gets you too. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mary, I'll I'll never forget what a great pal you've been to me. Yeah. 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 Straight from the shoulder, a real pal. Reminds me of a song. What song? Oh, what a pal was Mary. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come on, we'll be late. That's the idea, Mr. Judd. You see, the band as it's organized is strictly no good. So my idea wait, is to take... Wait, please, it... wait. <laughs> take it easy, Jimmy. Go ahead, Mr. Judd. Thank you, Mary. Jimmy, as I understand it, you want to form an orchestra and give a school dance instead of our regular band concert. Yes, sir. And not only will we have a great dance orchestra, Mr. Judd, but we'll also have a great singer, too. Really? <laughs> I guess he means me. I see. And you're going to arrange for the whole thing, Jimmy? Yes, sir. Publicity, selling tickets, paying off the debt of the band, the whole thing, all in three weeks? In a breeze. In a breeze. Well, you've taken on a pretty large order, Jimmy, and I, I don't believe you can do it. But I'll buy the first ticket. Oh, gee, that's great. <laughs> Good night, Jimmy. And all the luck in the world. Here's my hand on it. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, oh my gosh, Mary. The principal shook hands with me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we certainly slipped it to him, all right. We certainly did. Oh, there's a great old yeah, guy. He's a great old guy. Come on in the house a minute. Vision, that's what he's got. Why, there's a man that can see over the transom. Yes, sir, he's going to go places. He sure is. Oh, let me at that piano. I'm raring to go. Wait a minute. I'll take the cover off. Here, give me a hand. Mary, come here. Yes, Jimmy? You know, something's been troubling me lately. What? Well, well, do you think that our love affair has enough punch to it? Huh? Our love affair. Oh, well... Jimmy, now that you mentioned Because it. I've got a new arrangement on it. Look, Our Love Affair by Jimmy Connors. Oh. Oh, it's a dynamite love song. It's, 
It's just made to order for you. I'll play it. Uh, wait, wait till you get a load of this intro. It's got some chords that are really out of this world. Now listen. It starts off a little flary. Are you listening to me? Sure, sure. Then it uh, softens down here. Violins, you know. Then the orchestra sneaks back in for the vocal. Like this. Now listen. Our love affair will be such fun. We'll be the envy of everyone. Those famous lovers, we'll make them forget. From Adam and Eve to Scarlet and Red. Flutes and oboes. When youth has had its merry fling, we'll spend our evenings remembering to happy people who say on the square with fiddles. Isn't ours a lovely love affair? Now, come on, you try it, huh? Jimmy, are you sure you want me to sing with the band? You're not... Why, of course not. We need you, Mary. You're as important to me as the brass section. That's pretty important. Well, come on now, try it, huh? Here we go. Our love affair was meant to be. It's me for you. And you for me will fuss and quarrel And tears start to brew But after the tears Our love will smile through I'm sure that I could never hide The thrill I get when you're by my side And when we're older We'll proudly declare Wasn't ours a lovely love Gee, Mary, you're swell. Oh, it's a swell song. Oh, but with you singing it like that at the dance, we'll be a sensation. You know, there's only one thing it lacks to make everything perfect. What's that, Jimmy? Oh, you'd... You'd think I was silly if I was to mention it. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't. Really, I wouldn't. What would make it all perfect, Jimmy? Huh? Oh, uh, a xylophone. Oh. Uh, well, good night, Mary. Good night. Now, listen, fellas. We're going to take this number again. Now, let's get together on it. We gotta dance the player tonight. People are paying money. Okay, Jimmy, we'll get well, it. Well, come on then. One, two. Willie, Willie, will you hold the ladder while I hook these balloons up? Sure, Mary. Hiya, Mary. Hello, Annie. Say, how you doing with Jimmy? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, Annie, I'm discouraged. You know, it does something to a girl's spirit to keep on fighting a losing battle to a snare drum. Well, just keep holding out, Mary. You win. Thanks. Mary. Yes, Willie? Mary, I don't think Jimmy Connors appreciates you. Why, Willie? I mean it. Gee, if I were Jimmy Connors, I'd tell the whole world you were my girl. Oh, well, that's why all the girls love you, Willie. Yeah, but who wants all the girls? Oh, that's great, fellas. Leave your music on the stands and don't forget 8 o'clock sharp and everybody with a clean shirt. Hey, hey, Jimmy... Jimmy, I can't make it at 8 o'clock. I have to pick up Annie. 
You have to pick up Annie. Well, gee, Jimmy. Look, fella, you're going to play a saxophone or you're going to keep your mind on the gal? Somebody else will have to pick her up. I'll see you at 8 o'clock. Well, Jimmy, listen. Hey, Mary. Mary, Mary, can I see you? Yes, Jimmy. Uh, Mary, I've got to get here early and help them set up so I won't be able to stop by for you. Oh. Uh, how about it, Willie? Will you bring Mary for me? Oh, yeah, You don't sure. mind coming with Willie, do you? No, no, of course not. Well, that's swell. I'll, I'll see you tonight. Yeah, sure. I always have a wonderful time when I'm with Willie. <laughs> don't I, Willie? Yeah. And I always wind up with a pat on the head. Hey, Phil, it's a swell gate, isn't it? Terrific. Come on, give it, fellas, give. Oh, I love to dance with you, Mary. Thank you, Willie. Gee, you know, I feel dandy. Uh, couldn't we go someplace where we could, well, sort of be alone? Oh, now, Willie, you'll be a good boy. Remember what I told you. You know, Mary, I was studying up on Napoleon. Did you know he was a very short man? Oh, <laughs> Willie. Listen to that. We're in, fellas. We're in. Wasn't that a swell dance last night, Mom? <laughs> it certainly was. Oh, be careful with those dishes, Jimmy, and dry them off well. Yeah, sure. But you should have heard what Mr. Judd said about the van. Oh, he's a swell guy. Oh, 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 Jimmy, be careful. You know, you've been nearly dropping that platter ever since you were six years old. <laughs> I've come much closer to it than that. Oh, uh, Mom. Yes, dear? Mom, when do mothers stop thinking about their sons as being little boys? I guess never, Jimmy. That's the fun of being a mother. Mom, look, some, someday, whenever you want anything, all you're going to have to do is just ask for it. No worries, no landlord, no store. I'm never going to stop until you've had ten days of happiness for every one of those tough ones. You know, Jimmy, parents live through their children. If you're happy, I'm happy. If you're successful, then I'll be a success. Mom, you're, you're worried about me, aren't you? Well, well, look, you don't have to worry about me because a lot of times a guy does things that people can't understand. Things crawl around inside of him that nobody in the whole world can understand. What is it, Jimmy? Mom, you and Dad, you wanted me to be a doctor. And after we lost him, you, you wanted it even more. So that's why it makes so tough for me to tell you that, that I can't. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry I could almost fall inside, but it's just not there. Why, Dad loved medicine. He loved every little part about it. That's why he was such a fine doctor. And the way he loved medicine, that's the way I love music. Why, when I'm sitting there at the drums, I feel as though I'm in the right place. I, I feel as though I belong there. And that's what I want to do. You want to be a drummer in an orchestra. Well, that's part of music, Mom. It's rhythm, and, well, gee, it's been beating around in my mind ever since I can remember. Oh, I'm sure you'd understand if you thought about it as much as I did. If you only knew, Jimmy, how much we've thought about it. Why, since before you were born, it started. Your father and I prayed you'd be a boy just for that reason. And to the very end, he clung to that ideal for you, to heal. And that's such a wonderful thing, Jimmy. In a world that's sick and suffering. Yeah, I know, Mom. I, I thought a lot about that, too, but, but it's the same way in music. When the music's happy, it makes the people happy. When it's sad, they take things out of their lives that made them sad and lose them in music. Then they feel better afterwards. Tell me, Mom, in a, in a way, isn't that sort of like healing, too? Isn't it? All right, Mom. All right. I'll be a doctor. Now, I'll be a good doctor. Jimmy. Yes, Mom? 
I was wrong when I said that a mother never stops thinking of her son as a little boy. Why, there's always that time when a mother sees her son before her with a mind of his own, a world of his own, and a heart of his own. And it's then that she realizes whether she's made a success or a failure of her son as a boy. Just now I saw it. And I knew that I was proud of my boy. Oh, Mom. You could be a doctor, Jimmy, a good doctor. But if deep down inside your ambition is to make people happy with your music, why, that's all that matters. I'm satisfied. Oh, you know, you're the most wonderful mom that ever lived. But remember, son, the top of the ladder is very appealing. And for my sake, be careful how you climb that ladder. I will. I will, Mom. And when I get there, nothing they could cook up would be too good for you. You know what? I'm going to make you a queen. In just a moment, Mr. DeMille and our stars Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland will bring you Act Two of Strike Up the Band. And now here's our Hollywood news reporter, Libby Collins. She's ready to give us some inside information on what goes on out here in Hollywood. What's it about, Libby? Or rather, who's it about tonight? It's about Rita Hayworth, who seems to be going places these days over at Columbia. Rita Hayworth? Well, I saw her riding a bicycle down Sunset Boulevard only the other day. Yes, she bicycles for exercise. She hasn't much time for it, though, these days. She's a very busy little lady, you know. And a mighty pretty one, too, I noticed. <laughs> you and a lot of other people, Mr. Ruick. People would notice as lovely a girl as Rita anywhere. Well, tell us more about her, Libby. Well, Rita's one of many Hollywood starlets who has a very interesting background. Members of her family have been celebrated in the theater for generations, as actors or as dancers. Rita's something of a dancer herself, isn't she? Seems to me she had dancing parts in her first pictures. That's right. Only she gave up the dancing because she didn't want to be tight. Hmm, smart girl, Rita. She'll go places. Wait till you see her in her latest picture, Angels Over Broadway. I'm certainly going to do that very thing. And here's a piece of news you'll be specially interested in, Mr. Ruick. Lux Toilet Soap Active Lather Facials are a part of Rita's daily beauty care. She says she depends on them to help her skin stay soft and smooth, the way it must be for camera close-ups. Well, Rita's like many other Hollywood stars, Libby. They like active lather facials because they really work. Now, here's the way you take the Lux Toilet Soap Active Lather Facial. First, you pat the rich active lather lightly in. Rinse with warm water a dash of cool, and then pat lightly to dry. Lux Toilet Soap is gentle and thorough, and you'll find these facials leave skin feeling so smooth and soft, looking so fresh. Why not try Active Lather Facials for 30 days and see what they can do for you? Now, our producer, Mr. William C. DeMille. Act Two of Strike Up the Band, starring Mickey Rooney as Jimmy Connors, and Judy Garland as Mary Holden, with John Scott Trotter as Paul Whiteman. Dawn of the following morning found the maestro of Riverwood High up and stirring after a night of excited sleep. 7 a.m. found him reading the morning paper. At 7.02, his eyes bulged as he read a certain item. And now, at 7.05, he's flying toward Mary's backyard, his baggy trousers whipping out behind him in the breeze. Hey, Mary! Mary! Hey, 
Give me a mountain. I want to crush it into a molehill. Wow, who's been feeding you vitamins? Mary, I've got the greatest hunk of news since the invention of the wheel. Look, I just found this little piece of, in the newspaper. Paul Whiteman, America's number one band leader, has decided due to the great wave of interest among the youth of America in modern music to give the auditions to the high school dance orchestras in the various cities he is now playing. Now, now this is the important part. Mr. Whiteman's final selection will be guest starred on his weekly program on November 2nd from Chicago. Oh, that is something... Oh, but, Jimmy, it would cost a fortune to get that whole band to Chicago. No, 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 no. I, I figured it out. To get the band there and back by bus in two days in Chicago, it'll cost about uh, $200. <laughs> that's if nobody eats heavy. <laughs> well, now, Jimmy, that's, that's an awful lot of money, even if we had it. Yeah, it, it is quite a bundle. But it's not impossible. Hmm. Say, when's bank night? <laughs> You're pressing. Yeah, Say, uh, suppose we went over and, uh, we had a little talk with, uh... Mr. Judd. Sure, the school board will do anything he says. Besides, he was crazy about our band last night. Well, we ought to get him while he's in a good humor. Well, what are we waiting for? Come on! Ah, <laughs> uh, th there's the proposition, Mr. Judd. Publicity for the school, everything. What do you say? Definitely no. Oh. He said no, and I said oh, and that finished it. But there's more than one way of spending a top fill. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking it over all day. Now, how can we raise $200? Yeah. You know, Jimmy, I think Annie's good and sore. She's really burned up all right. Annie. Annie? Annie! Annie! Is that all I get out of you is Annie? Aren't you interested in the band? Oh, sure, Jimmy. Well, I'm... don't you realize, Phil, we've only got six weeks to raise the money to get the kids to Chicago? This is a terrific thing. This isn't just baby talk. Oh, I'm with you, Jimmy, all the way. You know well, that. Well, all right, all right. Well, how are we going to do it? How about some punch boards? Punch boards? Sure, sure. And, and we'll give Annie away as the prize. All right. <laughs> all right, if you're going to be a oh, wise guy. I was only kidding, Phil. Hey, wait a minute. Why couldn't we make a deal with the Elks Club to give a dance at their Milk Fund Bazaar? It's only a month away. Oh, they don't give dances at any... Hey, hey, that's not a bad idea. We could put on our own show. That'd be different. We could make up our own specialties and sketches and dance routines. Great, I like it already. Say, uh, what's the number one elk? The, 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 the whatchamacallit, the... Mr. Mollison. And he owes my dad money. That's our man. Get after him right away. Yeah. You know what, Jimmy? What? I think I ought to call Annie. Oh, are you making valentines again? Well, wait till you're in love with somebody. You'll know what I'm going through. Ah, uh, women to me, Phil, are just people. Quiet, please. The class will please come to order. The problem is marked on the blackboard. Get to work. Hey, Jimmy. This algebra gets me down. Did you get the answer to the last one? Don't bother me. I'm busy. Hey, that ain't algebra. Shut up, will you? I'm working on a lyric for the show. Miss Hodges. Oh, good morning, Mr. Judd. I'm sorry to disturb you, but I'd like you to meet a new student of ours, Barbara Francis Morgan. How do you do, Barbara Francis? I'm delighted to know you, Miss Hodges. Hey, Jimmy, look at the new girl. Don't annoy me, will you? Oh, yeah, she's beautiful. Just look at her once. I told you that women don't interest me. Well, you can look, can't you? All right. Where is she? You mean that girl up on the... Wow! Oh, uh, James. Uh, yes, ma'am? James, I wonder if you'd take Barbara Francis to the supply room and help her with her textbook. Hello. Would it uh, inconvenience you terribly? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that, this way. <laughs> Back to work, class. 
guess that's all the books you need. Thank you. Uh, tell me, have you traveled very much? Uh, uh, traveled? Well, a, a little. That is, my uncle took me to Chicago three years ago to see the World Series. Oh, no, I mean the continent. Which one? Oh, you must see the Riviera. Must I? I met the most wonderful man there, almost too beautiful, but he turned out to be a duke, and you know what they are. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch those dukes. <clears throat> well, there goes the, the bell. <clears throat> That's the last class. Oh, dear, we were just getting to know each other. Yeah. You know something? You're cute. Goodbye now. Mary, can I walk you home? I'm sorry, Willie, but I have to work at the library today. Oh, Jimmy! Jimmy Connors! Hey, there's that new girl. Hello, Jimmy. Were you looking for me? Well, uh, no, not exactly. Come on, jump in. I'll drive you home in my car. Well, thanks anyway, Barbara. I don't think oh, that I can. Oh, come on. Jump in. Well, okay. Will you look at that? That Barbara gal doesn't waste any time, does she? I guess so. I guess Jimmy doesn't either. Just give me the word, Mira, and I'll slug him. Well, Willie, don't forget, Napoleon had a whole army. That's right. Can I help you, Bupa? Well, I just wanted to return this book. I'll leave it on the desk. Okay. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jimmy. Didn't I see you going home? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I came back. Uh, Mary, ab about the county fair... The fair? Uh, what about it? Well, I, I thought that you and I, we had a, an understanding that we were going together. Uh, to the fair. Yes? Well, I kind of got myself all tied up and... And, well... With that new girl? Uh, Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, there was really no definite understanding that we were going together. Besides, I'm pretty busy. And fairs, they're, they're just a bunch of livestock and a merry-go-round, and I've seen all that. Besides, there are a lot more important things in the world than, than going to fairs with people. Sure, sure, sure there are. Well, I, I thought I'd drop in and explain it to you. I knew you'd understand. Oh, sure, I understand. You can always count on me, Jimmy. Just the same as you could your own cousin. Yeah, and... And I, I appreciate it, too. Well, so long, Mary. So long, pal. All the big professors state That everything should have a mate Birds and bees and flowers and trees All have romantic tendencies So far I have missed the heat That fate decreed was meant for me I'm just living in a lull, and I'll confess it's mighty dull. Romeo had Juliet, and Louis the Sixteenth had Antoinette, but I ain't got nobody, and nobody's got me. Had Melisande and Isabella had Ferdinand, but I ain't got nobody, and nobody's got me. Welsh grape juice has Irene Rich, Minneapolis has St. Paul, Abercrombie has his bitch. But here I am crying and sitting and sighing with no one at all. Every Jack has got his Jill. 
Lux toilet soap has CB DeMille. But I ain't got nobody and no. Once so I can get a Cupid doll for Barbara. Oh, Jimmy, you're so sweet. Uh, Andy, Miss Bozo again. I gotta go, Jimmy. Andy, missed him again. Jimmy. Oh, I'll get him this time. He can't do it. He can't hit Bozo the Dodger. Oh, all right, I quit. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, I'm sorry, Barbara. That guy dodges too fast. Say, how much do I owe you, mister? A dollar and a quarter. All right, as soon as I get my wallet. All right, and... Hey. Hey. Hey, where's my wallet? Are you kidding now I'm going to get that wallet routine, huh? Uh, honest, mister, it was in my coat pocket. Willie, uh, where's Willie? He left, Jimmy. Well, hey, Willie! Okay, we know how to handle guys like you. Now, hey, well, wait a minute, will you? I'll, I'll get the money. Oh, no, you won't. You'll work out that dough. Huh? What do you mean? Listen, when a guy orders a meal in a restaurant and he can't pay, what does he do? Well, he washes dishes. Yeah. And when a guy throws a buck and a quarter's worth of balls at Bozo and can't pay, what does he do? Well, I guess he... No, yeah. no, no, no. No, mister, you you can't do that to me. Hey, hey, hey. Bozo. Take the afternoon no. off. This guy's taking your place. All right, let me go. Jimmy. Come on, come on, kids. No, get the gas to Go on, get let in there. Let me go. Oh. All right, folks. Oh. It's the new oh. Bozo. Oh, it's he the got new Bozo. I'm going to it off. He's new. Hello, Jimmy. I thought I heard you out here. Hello, Mary. Are you... Are you very mad? Yes, I'm pretty mad. Did Barbara enjoy the fair? I don't know. What's that bandage on your head? She didn't hit you in the head, did she? No, I... I got hit with a baseball. In the football season? Well, it was out of season. Oh. But, But look, Phil... Phil told me how great you were with Mr. Mollison and the Elks Committee. And... Well, we had to do it today. You weren't here. No, I I wasn't here. I want a great band. I want them to be a success more than anything in the world. And I go rolling off like a rubber tire just when they need me. Why do I do things like that? Because you're stubborn, that's why. Just because you got on a pair of long pants, you think you know everything. Well, why don't you tell me when me? I go... Me? Look, you're going to have to figure out your own problems. After all, you can't carry somebody around for the rest of your life to keep telling you when you get off the track. Can you? No, 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 I can't do anything like that. It's it's just that I thought that maybe you and me, we could work in a little closer cooperation with each other, that's all. You mean sort of like a pal? No, no, it's a little more than just a pal. Well, what I mean is, Mary, that couldn't you be my girl without, without us getting silly about it? Oh, you... You're going to have to work out your own personal problems. From now on, we're business partners. And whatever we do together is for the success of the band. But let's keep very impersonal about the whole thing. Sure, sure, if, if that's the way you want it, Mary. Well, then we got to move fast. Yeah. 
Do you remember the day we were up in the attic looking at all those old-fashioned clothes my mother and dad used to wear? Yeah. And remember the melodrama we wrote with all those old things in it, but we never got a chance to put it on? Oh, sure. Well, I that's remember. it. That's the show I told Mr. Mollison about. You did? Uh-huh. Well, what did he say? He thought it was great. Well, that's wonderful. Well, it's going to be more than wonderful. It's it's going to be the greatest thing that ever hit Riverwood. <laughs> Take a look at no, it. No, no, leave it alone. It's okay. It's just a little sore. Well, kid, you better go and put it to bed. Hey, Mary, Mary, you were great. <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. You were swell, too. Oh, thanks. You're coming over to the house for the rest, aren't you? Why, I'd, I'd like to. That's if you're not too tired. Oh, no. Well, you know, you got to take good care of yourself. <laughs> I will. Jimmy, can I speak to you? Oh, hello, Barbara. Come over here. Yeah, sure, sure. I just wanted to tell you how good you were, Jimmy. Uh, thanks. Well, I've uh, oh, got to... Oh, Jimmy, a... Dad's giving me a party at the country club next Saturday night. Will you come? Uh, why, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd love to. That's if I'm going to be in town. Oh, I'm I so glad. The only trouble is I haven't been able to make up my mind about the music. You, you mean you haven't hired a band yet? No. Oh, well, may, maybe I could help you. You might drive home with me and talk to Dad. He'll be there. Oh, I hate to spoil your evening. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Hey, kids, Hello. I'll see you later. I got some important business to attend to. Hey, Willie, take care of Mary, will you? Jimmy, wait. I, I won't be long, Mary. Jimmy. Well... There he goes again. Yeah. Some birds just got to be shot twice before they stop flying. Jimmy? Uh, no more, thanks. <clears throat> this is my favorite room in the house. It's so cozy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, now, look, about that dance. Someday I'm going to have an uh, enormous yacht. Wouldn't you love to go to the South Seas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, might be nice in the wintertime. There aren't very many good-looking boys in this town, are there? <coughs> What's the matter? <clears throat> Nothing. Sorry. I just just got something tangled in my pipes. <clears throat> you know, Jimmy, when I look back and remember the thousands of dates I've had with so many different boys, when I think of the time I've wasted, the empty hours. Oh, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I... Don't move away, Jimmy. Uh, look, I, I think I'd better. James, do you really want to kiss me? Hmm? Huh? Oh, who's that? It's my <clears throat> father. Hello, Dad. Hello, darling. Well, what's this? Another young man? I want you to meet a very talented musician and, and one of my dearest friends, James Connors. Oh, how are you? How do you do, Mr. Morgan? James has the most wonderful orchestra in the whole world, and he's volunteered to play for my birthday party for only $50. Isn't that just wonderful? Oh, well, that's very nice of you, Mr. Connors, but, uh, Barbara, I wish I'd known about this before. Why, Dad? Well, I'm afraid I've made other arrangements. I've already signed the contract. Oh, I... I see. But we uh, want you to come to the party, and you can bring your whole orchestra. And every day you get a chance to hear Paul Whiteman. Paul Whiteman? Yes. He'll be winding up his tour near here and... Well, uh... Paul Whiteman in Riverwood? Yes. Oh, well, 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 well thanks, thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll be there. Just just try and keep us away. <laughs> well, well, goodbye. I, I gotta go now. Let's go to the chair. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. 
sorry. I didn't even see it. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm glad to have met you, Mr. Morgan. You too, Barbara. I, I mean, Mr. Morgan. Well, well thanks. Goodbye. Paul Whiteman in Riverwood. In just a moment, Mr. DeMille and our stars, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland, will bring you Act Three of Strike Up the Band. And now let's see if Sally here is alert and on her toes this evening. I'm going to ask her a question. You ready, Sally? Yes, Professor Ruick. Sally, can you define the word quality? Oh, that's easy. Um, quality is defined as, um, well, it's, uh, um, well, you see, it's, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Looks like a zero for you tonight, Sally. But I'll help you out. Here's how the dictionary defines it. Quality is a distinctive trait or virtue, excellence of character. Oh. Why, that's just what I was going to say, Mr. Ruick. <laughs> yes, you were. But seriously, Sally, now that you know what the official definition is, can you think of any other way of defining quality? Why, um... Oh, yes. Lux toilet soap. Lux toilet soap means quality to thousands of its users everywhere. Well, it is quality. You're absolutely right, Sally. And for that answer, you can go straight to the head of the class. Lux toilet soap means quality because it's as fine a soap as money can buy. Well, it's as fine a beauty soap as money can buy. That's why nine out of ten famous screen stars depend on it. They've found that daily facials with Lux toilet soap active lather are a wonderful aid in keeping skin nice and smooth and soft. Thousands of women have learned that active lather facials are such an easy, quick beauty care, too. It takes only a minute or two each night. And then you go to bed feeling sure you've given your complexion the gentle, thorough protection it needs. You can depend on active lather to remove stale cosmetics, every trace of dust and dirt. It's thorough and yet gentle. Lux toilet soap is made of the finest, purest ingredients. It has a quality all of its own, a quality that has established it as the beauty soap of Hollywood screen stars, the world's loveliest women. Now, won't you, too, make this soap with active lather your beauty soap? Buy three cakes of Lux toilet soap and begin tomorrow to discover what this gentle, thorough beauty care can mean to you. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Curtain rises on the third act of Strike Up the Band. The dance at the country club has brought the world-famous Paul Whiteman and his orchestra to Riverwood. On the club veranda, Mary stands in the shadows listening. She is alone, as usual. Then... She notices a quiet figure near the porch steps. Hello, Lily. What are you doing out here? Oh, nothing. Well, come on inside and let's dance. No, thanks. Willie, you've acted awfully funny ever since the night of the show. You're not mad at anything, are you? Oh, no, I'm not mad. Oh, well, that's well. Come on, then. Oh, Willie, what's wrong? It's just my arm. It hurts something awful. Your arm? Well, where? Don't, 
Don't touch it. Well, Willie, have you seen a doctor? Oh, they don't know nothing. Oh, Willie, that's very foolish. If something's wrong, you should have it looked at. Promise me you'll go see a doctor tomorrow morning. Okay, I'll go, but it won't do any good. Mary, where are you? Here, Mary. here, Phil. Oh, Mary, Mary, come inside quick. We're going to give an audition for Mr. Whiteman. What? Did he say so? No, he doesn't know it. The orchestra's out for a smoke, and Jimmy got the idea. We're going to get up on that bandstand and give out ourselves. Oh, we can't do that. We're doing it. Come on, he wants you to take the vocal. So you want, you want to see me? Yes. My name's Whiteman. Yeah, I, I know, Mr. Whiteman. I, I guess I ought to apologize for taking Never over like that. Never mind that now. Stick around after we finish. I want to speak to you. Mom! Mom! Are you awake? Why, Jimmy, what on earth? Mom, it's happened. I told you it would. We're on our way. I got a job. A job? Why, Jimmy, what do you mean? Mr. Whiteman heard our band tonight. Paul Whiteman, Mom, and he's offered me a regular job with an orchestra in New York. All our troubles are over. Oh, Jimmy, I'm so glad for you, son. And I'm so proud. Oh, God, Mom, just think of it. New York. Just you, Jimmy? Not the rest of the band? Well, all he needed was a drummer. I see. Well, I wonder what they'll say. Why, they'll... Why? Everybody's looking forward so to going to Chicago. Everybody's been working so hard. Working for the whole group. Yeah, I, I know what you're thinking, but... Do you? I remember when you started the band, when you told me that they believed in you, had faith in you, would stick by you. What suddenly becomes of them now? They're the same people. But this is my one big chance. I... I can't give it up. Don't ask me to. You'd be climbing the first rung of the ladder by walking out on your friend. Yeah, I... I know it now. I, I can see it. I, I guess I just didn't stop to think. I, I just thought it would be so wonderful for both of us. And so it can be, Jimmy. But not quite so fast. Yeah, I guess you're right. Where are you going, son? You know where I'm going. I'm going to tell Mr. Whiteman that the deal is... What you're trying to tell me is that you can't take the job... Is that it? Yes, sir. I thought I could, but I just got to talk to my mother, and well, she straightened me out on a few things. Mothers have a knack at that sort of thing, don't they, Jimmy? Yes, sir. You know, Jimmy, after listening to a lot of young bands all over the country, I don't think it would be fair to select just one band. There are too many good ones. 
So I'm going to devote my whole program to a high school band contest. And, Jimmy, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to let the public worry about who's best. Gosh, that sounds terrific, Mr. White. I've already selected three bands. I think I'll make it four. Do you want to try? Do we? Chicago, Saturday night. Will you be there? Why, why, you couldn't keep us away. Oh. What's the matter? Oh, I, I forgot, Mr. Whiteman. It's going to cost us $200 to get the band to Chicago, and well, we've only got 150 Mr. Whiteman, do you think you could see your way clear to give me a loan of $50? I'll, I'll give you my personal note, and, and well, I, I could put my drums up as security. They mean more to me than anything in the world. You'd really do that, Jimmy? Yes, I would, Mr. Whiteman. It's a deal. Oh, gosh, thanks. Wait, I can't, Jimmy. I'm in a hurry. Listen, I did. I got the $200. We're leaving for Chicago Friday night. That's great, Jimmy. Wonderful. Oh, wait up, will you? What's the rush? Mrs. Brewster just phoned a Willie's sick. The doctor's there, and she wants me to come over right away. Willie's sick? Why, is it serious? I guess it is all right. Well, let's get going. What do you say, Doc? What, what's the matter with Willie? How serious is it, Doctor? Well, from what I can gather, he must have injured his arm when he was swung up on that wire during your show. His arm? Yes. And unfortunately... What was a simple fracture then has developed into a serious complication now. Well, what are you doing for him, Doc? There's not much I can do, Jimmy. Unless that boy is operated on within the next few hours, I... I can't be responsible for him. Oh, no. Well, we've got to do something. I've phoned the best orthopedic man I know, Dr. Lynn, at the General Hospital in Chicago. But he's operating today and can't possibly get away. We'd have to take Willie to Chicago immediately. Well, all right, let's take him there. Couldn't we charter a plane? Uh, that would cost a lot of money, Mary. I'm afraid that Mrs. Brewster could hardly afford that. Well, how much would it cost, Doctor? About $200. Mm-hmm. Call the airport. We have the money. $200? Sure, right here in my pocket. What are you waiting for? All right, I'll take care of it. Doctor? Yes? Could we see Willie now, please? Yes, I think you should. Go right in. Hi, you, Willie. Hello. I heard what you just said out there, and I'm not going. Going where? In that airplane. Oh, but... But you've got to go. I know where you're getting the money, and you're not going to spend it on me. Oh, what's money? It's, it's like corny saxophone players. You can shake it out of trees. Look, Willie. I'm your friend, aren't I? Yeah. Jimmy's your friend, too, isn't he? Yeah. Well, have we ever asked you to do anything that wasn't good for you? Look, Willie, Jimmy's the boss, and, and the only reason we've gotten anywhere with the band is because we've listened to him. And everybody's always done what he's asked us to. Even hard things. Things that we sometimes didn't agree with, but... But the only reason the band has done anything, the play and the dance, well, those were little things. Now, don't you see, Willie? You're giving us a, a chance to do a big thing. Why, to Jimmy and me and, and every person in the band, you're more important than all the broadcasts in the world. We've got the rest of our lives to do broadcasts. Look, Willie, I, I know you'll do it because I know you won't let us down. You'll do it, won't you, Willie? I, I always wanted to ride in an airplane.
Riverwood boy undergoes operation. There it is in the paper, Barbara. I read it. He's going to get well, too, and it's all because of Jimmy Connors. So you've said before. Mr. Connors is here, sir. Well, show him in. Yes, sir. This way, please. Thank you. Hello, Jimmy. Oh, hello, Mr. Morgan. Hello, Barbara. Hello. Had your breakfast? Uh, no, thanks. I don't care for anything to eat. Well, uh, sit down. Thank you, sir. Tell me, what time is Mr. Whiteman's broadcast tonight? Oh, uh, eight o'clock. Well, think you could win that contest? I know we could if we were there. How long would it take you to get your band together and get out of town? A half an hour? Easy. Why? Because there's a special train pulling into the yards in three quarters of an hour, and I want you to be on it. You mean that? Oh, you're, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding. Now get going and strike up the band. Oh, Mr. Morgan. I... Well, uh, thanks. I'll get the fellas and I'll... Oh, thanks a lot. The chair. Oh. Well, so long, Mr. Morgan. Goodbye, Jimmy. Be careful. Goodbye, Mom. Do you think we're going to be the best? Everybody in Riverwood thinks so. Well, then we will be. You know what, Mom? What, Jimmy? I'm going to make you a queen. Goodbye. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. For the past hour, you have been listening to four of the leading high school bands of our country, competing for the prize offered on this program. I want to thank you for your votes by phone and telegram, because it was your votes which helped us pick the winner. And now, here it is, a name you're probably hearing for the first time tonight, but it's a name that may become a musical byword, Jimmy Connors and his band. Here you are, Jimmy. This trophy belongs to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Whiteman. Oh, Jimmy, it's wonderful. Gosh, I can throw, Mary. Here, this trophy should have gone to you. Oh, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Whiteman. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, I... I guess this is it. I don't have to tell you how I feel. If I felt any better, I couldn't stand it. You know, when something wonderful like this happens to anybody, I suppose you ought to thank somebody. They're not here, but I, I know they're listening in. Mr. Judd, I was all wrong about you. You'll always be a swell guy with us because you said, I'll buy the first ticket. And as for you, Willie, even though you're in love with my girl, I, I want you to know that we're all thinking about you and we want you to hurry up and get out of bed because we all need you. And Mom, I, I don't know what I was thinking about when I said that someday I'd make you a queen because if you hadn't been a queen all the time... I'd never be here now. Thank you. Our love affair was meant to be. It's me for you, dear, and you for me. We'll fuss and quarrel and tears start to brew. But after the our love will smile through 
its merry fling. We'll spend our evenings remembering two happy people who say on the square, isn't our love lovely It's a bit amazing how Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland learned so much about acting at their age, but here they are for a well-earned curtain call, a leading man and leading lady. Huh. How do you like that, Mickey? You're a leading man. Say, that's okay, and you're a leading lady. How long have you been acting, Mickey? Well, quite a long time, Mr. DeMille. I was in a vaudeville act with my folks when I was 11 months old. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a good part, Mickey, or just a walk-on? Well... <laughs> To tell the truth, Judy, it was sort of a uh, carry-on, you know. <laughs> Eleven months old? Well, what was the part? Happy New Year. I don't get it. You don't get it? No. Well, you know the kid in the three-cornered pants? Happy New Year, you know? Boy, you certainly are versatile. Oh, oh I don't know. He's just the type in those days. Now, Judy, I think we ought to tell Mr. DeMille that we had a swell time in the Lux Radio Theater this week. That's right. It was grand, Mickey. Well, I'm a stranger here myself, but I'll give you a message to my little brother, Cecil. <laughs> and I want to tell the audience something about Lux Soap, too. You know, I use it all the time to take care of my complexion, and, well, I think Lux Soap is swell. I guess a lot of other people think so, too. You've got a point there, Judy. As a matter of fact, literally millions of cakes of Lux Toilet Soap are purchased every week in the year by the women of this country. And, of course, a great big feather in our cap is the fact that out here in Hollywood, nine out of ten famous screen stars use Lux Toilet Soap. But speaking of good things... The Lux Radio Theater has a rare treat in store for us next Monday night. And now I'll ask C.B. in New York to tell us about next week's play. Come in, Cecil. I'm right here, Bill. And I've certainly spent a delightful evening on the audience side of our footlights tonight. Next Monday night, we're going to present the classic story, Wuthering Heights. And our stars are Ida Lupino and Basil Rathbone. It's a great love story. A tense, exciting drama with Ida Lupino as Kathy and Basil Rathbone as Heathcliff. Wuthering Heights was a great hit on the screen. And I believe the Lux Radio Theater will reach one of its high points of the season next Monday night. Ida Lupino and Basil Rathbone in Wuthering Heights. Well, that's for me. How about you, Judy? Me too. Good night. So long, Mr. DeMille. <laughs> Good night. Good night. You two, you two made it a great night for the Lux Radio Theater. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Ida Lupino and Basil Rathbone in Wuthering Heights. This is William C. DeMille saying goodnight to you, as my brother says, from Hollywood. Heard in tonight's play with John Scott Platter as Paul Weitzman, 
Lewis Silver's orchestra is Paul Whiteman's orchestra. Larry Nunn is Willie. Charles Peck is Philip. Betty Jean Haney is Barbara. Frederick Warlock is Mr. Morgan. Jane Morgan is Mrs. Connors. Griff Barnett is Mr. Judd. Byron Kane is Booper. Dwayne Thompson is Miss Hodges. Lou Merrill is the Barker. Harry Humphreys as the Doctor. Noreen Gamille is Miss Pink. Sue Garland as Annie. And Bud McAllister, Dick Cobra, and Anise Reese. Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland appeared tonight through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and are currently seen on the screen in Strike Up the Band. Our music is directed by Louis Silvers, and your announcer has been Melville Ruick. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.